I V M. Here's your smart fact of the day. Checklists. If somebody says, "Okay, give me the defining book on checklists," you'd probably expect a management professional or maybe a project management guy to have written that book, won't you? But you'd be surprised to know a person called Atul Gawande, who is actually an American surgeon and public health researcher, who's written the absolutely defining book on checklists. In my view, it's called the Checklist Manifesto, and it was written with a very strange sort of experience. It was about, you know, Gawande reading a story about a young child who survived. a fall into a frozen pond and discovered that the physician who saved her relied heavily on checklists that's your smart fact of today and welcome to smarter with sid wherein we are going to look at how checklists are going to be useful or not so useful for you in the coming year let's go so like all of you i also did a few new year resolutions and uh, those resolutions made me feel that hmm, i have talked about it before maybe i should focus on the process and not the outcome but eventually outcomes do matter so can i have a checklist that allows me to follow the process and yet reach an outcome so that is how i started looking into checklists and not something that i honestly did on a regular basis So I was just thinking if there was a perfect way towards doing checklists is there uh, something that I can learn from and that's where I came across Atul Gawande's book and it's a very interesting book the fact is that um, as somebody who is not used to doing checklists I needed to find a reason why I will do it consistently mind you I haven't yet done it so clearly the jury is out on whether i can you know manage a checklist but looking at an overwhelming calendar and overwhelming uh, things to do and things to achieve in the coming year i thought hmm might as well try and change the way in which i am looking at things and doing my work in order to have better results tried my own version of checklists before and that was based on stephen covey's uh, book which looked at the four quadrants and you know uh, divided activities into uh, maybe the urgent activities that you have to achieve the important activities which are not important no sorry not urgent but very important sorry and you kind of put them off and then there are the nice to haves or the time suckers you you would say and and so on and so forth and i started dividing what i had to do on a daily basis into urgent and important only urgent and not important and the nice to haves and i realized that Uh, i could do it um and i could follow it and it made me feel nice but not really having any direct impact on the results that i had so i used to wonder what is it that is going to help me achieve better results because of following a checklist and i realized that that is a fool's errand because your checklist is going to help you achieve what is important what is not important if you base it on this method um kind of prioritize it but unless and until that checklist is really reflecting of an intention that is timely that is you know aligned to your higher purpose and all of that no amount of checklist is going to really help you so i kind of had given it up but today i feel differently i feel way more aligned i had obviously at the point of time when i done those checklists i was still a working professional today i am doing something completely else i am a 
teacher, I'm a podcaster, etc. So uh, probably more aligned to what I like to do. But I still find myself a little overwhelmed with so many different kinds of uh, things that I have to achieve in my day. And that's when I started thinking about using checklists uh, in a different way. So this is what I've thought through. I realized that when I start doing a checklist, a lot of creative ideas or thoughts come to my mind and suddenly the checklist doing business you know, takes a backseat and I start making notes about some ideas or some crazy thoughts that come into my mind. And I realized that that is one big, uh, you know, stumbling block towards actually creating an effective checklist. I also realized that when I'm doing a checklist, it was a bit of a brain dump. And when I was doing that brain dump, at the end of it, it just made me feel overwhelmed. And I didn't understand what I was doing with myself and how the hell I was going to achieve all those things that I dutifully did written on that page. The next thing that happened to me was, even if I had written something down on the page, I ended up being, you know, uh, very obsessed with developing a checklist, to be honest. It's like, you know, when you're a child, you're very obsessed about putting covers on your books rather than studying. So that's what happened to me when I was doing a checklist. And when I started, you know, developing the checklist, I found out that I was doing a checklist for unnecessary items. And that's when, you know, the whole Stephen Covey thing happened. But I don't want to do any of that anymore. So I thought, you know, what is the primary purpose in which a checklist should enter my life? So in a very practical way, what I've decided is that I will limit the scope in which I will do checklists. So I will not perhaps do checklists for personal work. And you may be different. You can do stuff for personal. But I'm just giving you the thinking process behind it. I said I won't do anything for personal work. I won't do anything for any kind of work which is not related directly to a lecture or some kind of podcast or some kind of content that I'm creating. And I'll stick to that only. This will help me focus on the things that I can do to improve the the primary work that I'm doing. The second thing that I thought of was also helpful. It's also very simple to do. I will keep two different books, one for checklists and another book that I will keep next to it will be for notes for all the crazy ideas that I will have. And I will not kind of mix and match everything in one book or one notebook. I think that might become very useful. Mind you, all of these are still crazy thoughts or mind you, all of these are still at the beginning of the year and I will do a follow-up at the end of the year to see, you know, how I'm doing. So there will be one checklist item on my checklist, which will be to check out how the checklist is working. Wow, that sounds like a really interesting Betty Bot Butter one. But that is, um, you know, how I'd like to process this uh, throughout the year. I also asked around because of the network that I am lucky enough to have uh, with all the top management professionals and because they might have personal secretaries or chief of staffs and stuff like that, their checklist is actually managed by those guys and they are free to, you know, do whatever they are supposed to do without the requirement of too much of dependence on a checklist. So they were not particularly useful for me. But one thing that they told me remained behind in my head and that was that Almost all checklists can tend to make you feel overwhelmed or in control. Now, the checklist that I was doing earlier used to make me feel overwhelmed enough for me to give up on the whole thing and start my work in any case. But all the top management professionals that I was talking to were looking at checklists in a way that could manage their emotions better. So what they were doing was at the end of developing a checklist, they 
felt more in control, more in charge of what they are doing or what they are trying to achieve in the day, the week, the month, etc. And as you go up the ladder, obviously, more things are out of your control. So that checklist actually, to my mind, and I didn't probably say it to a lot of them, was becoming more of an emotion management tool. Why not, I say, why not, um, you know, utilize a checklist to make it manage your emotions? Because if you manage your emotions, then you'll be able to be creative, you'll be able to, you know, be intelligent, and you'll be able to be focused instead of being overwhelmed. And if you can develop a checklist, why not use a certain point of time in your day, like towards the end of your day, or towards the beginning of your day, whatever works for you to do that checklist so that your emotions are in control, if nothing else. Of course, when you tick those items at the end of the day or whatever, you might end up feeling a little uh, overwhelmed again. But tomorrow's another day, isn't it? I think this ability to reframe how checklists uh, are and what they mean to you in your mind is something that I will take away as the biggest lesson for me as I do my first checklist for 2022. What do you think? Will you use checklists for the next year? Will you use checklists effectively? Will you use them to manage your emotions? Well, I hope this episode at least made you 1% smarter. Put that on your checklist. And uh, I hope that, you know, I will be able to develop a lot of more episodes like this uh, during the coming year. But let's start this one with a checklist, shall we? And do follow me. I'm the Traveling Professor. I'm on LinkedIn and on Instagram. And if you like stuff like this, just go to IVM and you'll have a lot of more stuff exactly like this. And, you know, covering different subjects and different topics and different podcasters. On that happy note then. <laughs>